Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three. And you're going to go out of here at the Big Eight Tournament Champions middle school basketball coaching legend and youth basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Strick and Austin. That's right. Strick and Austin, we are back at the dynamic duo. Stop alone, got, got nothing on us. Jack Kobe, nothing Ooh. on us. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. saying. We, we back, my boy. We back. He's, He's strict. strict. I'm Austin. Austin. How was it yesterday? yesterday? Yeah, it, was it was good, good man. man. We, we, had, uh, we, we jumped, jumped into some deep discussion. discussion. Talked to, uh, you, know, you know, just kind of the, the dynamics of, of relationships and relatability and, and retention and, and what that means and how coaches can do it, excel in it. Uh, just, just some, some of the issues, issues that, that uh, come, come with, with it. it. Just, just a, a bunch of dynamics, man, that we kind of went kind of deep into. So it was pretty cool, man. I, I uh, Nick, Nick did a did a good job of flowing with your boy, as he does. We appreciate yeah. Nick. Thanks to him for filling in yesterday. Um, we'll get into some more of that kind of stuff in hour number two as we look at the NBA. A couple of interesting topics, but a lot of college football here in hour number one. If uh, you're listening and you have any thoughts, let us know, 402-464-5685. That's the Sarder Heyman text line or the Honda of Lincoln hotline. Uh, or you can comment Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter streams all up and running for you. Let us know what your thoughts are in the comment section there. Big thanks as well to Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. They're open yesterday. They're open today. And I think, Strick, I have an inclination. Mary Ellen's will pair very well with what Kevin's bringing in for Thirsty Thursday. Oh, it always does. It flows very nicely. Kevin, I'm sure, is going to love the building when we pop, pop, and we and break <laughs> when we break the seal of uh, whether it be a wine or champagne bottle. We close the deal over at the old building. We will reopen a new one here at the new building. Uh, looking forward to a wonderful Thirsty Thursday. Shout out to Kevin Myers, Cork Bottle. That's coming up in a couple hours, but we'll keep you entertained till then. Let's jump into this strict Matt Rule at the podium today, uh, Nebraska football uh, pre-Louisiana Tech press conference for Matt Rule. Injury update. Tremere Johnson had successful surgery today, it sounds like. Uh, Gabe Irvin and Dwight Boodle will have their surgeries tomorrow. Um, but a few names to monitor. First of all, Jeff Sims at the quarterback position. Sounds like he's been practicing. He's been a full go. Uh, Matt Rule says he, he's probably not 100% but he's been able to do everything that they've asked him to do. Sounds like Jeff Sims will at least be available to play against Louisiana Tech, which I think that's a guy you would, you would rather have than not have. He was available as an emergency option last week, but that just adds more fire to the fuel of the conversation of who's the starter, who gets the nod. Well, again, I think if, if you take that into account, it's very possible that you're going to see Jeff Sims. They're going to test it. They're going to want to see him. 
because you're going to want to make sure that of, of make sure of what options are available to you when we're looking at a big game the following week. <clears throat> you you know whatever the case may be, you may get through this one, you may get through unscathed, you may have some bumps in the road, but ultimately you want to see what you have available and you want to test it a little bit, you know, probably not put them into any crazy situations that could aggravate it or cause it to be re-injured or go to a higher grade of injury. So, but I still think you'll, you'll probably see him a few series. I think maybe, I think still think Harburg will start. And I think maybe the second quarter, you may see him for a few series or you may see him the second quarter and then they'll go with the hot hand the rest of the way. I think that's how it's going to go. Um, yes. So we have a question on the text line. What was Ramirez injury? Ramirez dislocated his shoulder. Um, same thing that happened with Dwight Boodle. Gabe Irvin dislocated his hip. So not things that's that are easy one. to come back from. Yeah. That's that's why they're they're probably done there. I, I'm with you on the hot hand at quarterback, Strick. I think you just have to pick a guy. You know, say this is our this is our starter for Louisiana Tech. Let it ride for a while. If that's Heinrich Harbor, great. If it's Jeff Sims, great. You move on. On the defensive side of the ball, Nebraska's been really good at rushing the passer. Both Cam Lenhart and Blaze Gunnarsson were some degree um, of banged up after the Northern Illinois game. Sounds like Blaze Gunnarsson is full go. He's good to go. He's the guy that got the start um, at the beginning of the year. But Cam Lenhart sounds like it's a, a questionable game time decision sort of thing. As you look at you know Jeff Sims and Cam Lenhart, I think the two, two headlining injuries of guys that could be available to play. In your opinion, who's more important to Nebraska's success on Saturday? Between Linhart and who? And Sims. <clears throat> I mean, in this game, I, I would say Linhart. You know, you want to definitely keep <clears throat> the flow of the defense rolling the way that they're rolling. You want them to continue to remain confident. He's been a, a definite, a mainstay, integral part of whether it be the rotation or you know, setting the edge and getting pressure on the uh, opposing quarterback. So <clears throat> me personally, I think Linhart would be that guy. Uh, I think this game with the quarterback position is very manageable. Ought to be. So without, ought to be. So I, I think if you look at what Harburg was able to do and accomplish in last game, moving the ball, um, <clears throat> it's going to be a key component is the running game and, and, and who's going to be there and what's going to be available and for what type of plays <clears throat> that may be called mm -hmm. that the, uh, the, the younger players will be able to pick up on. Uh, hopefully they got a good week and, and we're able to, uh, know a little bit more about the offense and and, and, and you know, the pickups and blitzes and all the different packages that may be thrown at them. So I would say definitely it has to be Lenhard. I think it's Lenhard in this game. Maybe this is a little bit of, you know, optimism on my part. Maybe it's believing what I want to. I still think that Jeff Sims is more important for the rest of the season. I still think that ceiling, that athletic ability I think if he's learned from his mistakes over the first couple of weeks of the season, Cam Lenhart is going to be a great player at Nebraska. He's flashing as a freshman. Haven't seen that you know, out of a defensive lineman in Nebraska in what, what feels like forever. But I still think Jeff Sims is ultimately the best answer at the quarterback position if this team wants to accomplish its goals of a bowl game. And that's me, Strick, is why I want to see Jeff Sims out there and get the opportunity against Louisiana Tech to start and play that whole game. Heinrich Harburg got his full game opportunity against Northern Illinois. 
Louisiana Tech, a different challenge, but comparable level. Again, both teams went three and nine last year. I want to see Jeff Sims get that full shot against Louisiana Tech. If, if he has turnover problems, if he doesn't look like he's in command of the offense, then at least we'll know, right? He had his chance in a comparable situation to Harburg. Harburg kicked the door down. Maybe Sims didn't. You go from there. But if Sims is up to the task against Louisiana Tech, no turnovers, looks in command and control, you gave both guys those opportunity. The job goes back to Jeff Sims because it was his to begin with. You don't lose it due to injury, and he's proved that he can do the game manager. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Thing If he gets it done against Louisiana Tech. Uh, again... I think you want to get a sample size. You do. I, I don't, I, I it, it's a two, it's, it's a two way street with this situation, right? Because you have an injury situation, potentially mm-hmm. what you don't want. If you're, if, if you're uh, the way you're framing it is an issue and something that you believe in, you don't want to put him out there. And in this type of game, long extended time, get rolled up because obviously the the game plan is definitely going to be running right yes so as we talked about we went through it on on multiple segments and we've talked with jay and we've talked with others and you asked us how many rushes and you know that should each position have you asked us that question. Mm-hmm. my my answer is we thought the quarterback you know depending on what it is i think upwards of 15 maybe a little bit more if if it depends, I think Jay said a little bit more. I think I said around 15. Mm-hmm. And if you know you're going to have your quarterback doing that with a potential injury, do you want to risk it? That's the way I see it. This is why I think you get a sample size, giving them, giving them some series, giving them some feel, let him throw a little bit, get him some touches just to get his confidence, but not necessarily to throw him in on the whole game. You could, but then you really want him more full tilt the next game, if you're going to use him, you want to make more against Michigan. If that's, you know, if you feel Jeff Sims is that guy, you want him for there. So I think Harburg is manageable. I think you still allow him to have the majority of the reins because you still also want to test whether or not the fumbles and the turnovers and the decision-making are still going to be there for Jeff Sims. So I, I think you throw him in there, but I don't think it's the long-term. You mentioned the fumbles. You mentioned the run game being... Uh, the focus for Nebraska, partly due to that being Nebraska's chosen identity. Nebraska's been relatively effective running the ball so far. Louisiana Tech hasn't stopped it for the last year and change. So there's definitely an advantage for Nebraska, just if you look at the numbers. But it's going to be rainy on Saturday. 
right? At least that's the forecast. And I think that plays into, you know, a run the ball style game as well. Louisiana Tech, not air raid necessarily, but they're they're more than happy to take their shots downfield, throw it around. Sounds like the weather on Saturday is going to lean in Nebraska's favor with the rain. If Jeff Sims plays, starts, doesn't fumble in the rain, then he has to carry that mentality forward of being extra careful, of being extra sure, of being maybe a beat late and throwing timing off, but at least keeping the ball, living to fight another play. But that brings me to something Matt Rule said at his press conference today as well, Strick. And that's that Nebraska, you know, spent a good portion of practice using wet footballs, simulating rain, simulating, you know, those sort of conditions as best they could. And that to me stands in stark contrast to Colorado when he said they didn't think crowd noise was going to be much of a factor. They didn't prepare for it. Is that, is that because it's easier to prepare for rain than it is for crowd noise? Or is this a coaching staff learning from a shortcoming and adapting two weeks later? I think it's easier to prepare for uh, for noise than it is for rain. Mm. <clears throat> Even though you wet a ball, it's 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 still difficult because there's elements that are outside just the ball. When you're dealing with rain, there's dripping, there's stuff into your visors. If you have a visor, <clears throat> there's uh, stuff going down into your helmet. There's feeling it. There's wetness on your clothes. The carrying of the ball, if it's rubbing, and to, so you have to learn to carry it at the palm and put the palm of the ball into your, or the, the point of the ball into your palm, and you've got to hold tight, no mm-hmm. flailing of arms. So there's techniques that you can still do with a wet ball, but I think you can throw loud music, loud sounds, loud decibels of, of, of whatever sound you want to throw to create crowd noise that would make your team have to function in that environment but it's tough to duplicate rain i like i like the you know idea of wetting up the balls you know obviously throwing it beyond just normal sweat yeah yeah but again in a wet environment they have towels and they wipe them off they'll give you a dry ball long enough to be able to get gripped and do different things with it so i don't know it'll be uh it'll be um it'll be interesting take a look which is Harder to play in. Is it harder to play in the rain or is it harder to play in a hostile environment with a lot of crowd noise? Um, Does it depend on I who you are where you're from? I personally think it's harder to play in the rain. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the reason being is, uh, depending on the type of spikes you use, uh, shoes, turf, um, if you're a lineman, getting enough leverage, usually the, the advantage is you would hope with the offense knowing that they know counts, you know, in a rainy day. Uh, so they're able to leverage a little bit quicker and maybe get down or uh, their slippage when guys are really good at the rush end. Uh, defensive backs and wide receivers have trouble depending on what type of routes they're running. Comebacks, I'm sure, are crazy because you've got to run real hard, stop, and then do a, you know, a, a sharp turn back to the, uh, the end or back into the middle digs aren't hard slants aren't as hard but uh certain types of like post corners could be difficult you might get slippage um Mm -hmm. you know the first move is okay the second might be tough yeah those are the things you're gonna have to deal with when you're dealing with rain uh same thing with running backs pretty much straight line is better jump cuts may be a little bit more difficult definitely dead legs or depending on <laughs> you know what type of shoe you have. so it, mm-hmm. there's a lot of elements that are in that man that could cause um 
uh, difficulty with RAM. So I'm glad you bring up the multiple elements. Ashley on the text line said, I assume there is some system you could purchase that would simulate rain, like a large sprinkler. There's a difference between having water drip down on you and having rain, right? Maybe it's a sprinkle, maybe it's a shower, right? You can't necessarily simulate different types of rain. Also think about that, yes, it might be possible to get a, a large sprinkler system, you know, installed indoor. I mean, I guess you already have the fire system installed. So maybe you're just thinking like that, but even bigger. But the point of having an indoor practice facility is that you don't have to do that, right? Is that it's not supposed to be wet in there. You right. go in there to to avoid the elements. So I think to some degree, it would be defeating the purpose to try to simulate rain indoors because of the wind, because of the, you know, the visors, like you were saying, Strick, because of the lighting, right? It's different lighting outside versus inside. The lights play differently in the Hawks versus in Memorial Stadium. So really, you're not simulating rain. You're just simulating a wet football. It might be the right. better way to phrase it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, That that's really, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. In essence, it's different. It's different. Definitely different. We're going to continue some college football talk as well here on hour one of On the Block, but we're going to send the focus out west to a future Big Ten member. Lincoln Riley and USC in the news for suspending a beat writer. They've essentially put the beat writer in timeout for two weeks because they didn't agree with some decisions that were made. Not the first time this has happened for Lincoln Riley. It dates back to Oklahoma as well. We'll dive into that and plenty more as we continue on the block here on 93.7 The Ticket.